Welcome to the Divine Union Podcast, a place that will invite you to connect to life in all the ways, inner union with self, sacred union in relationship, and oneness with the cosmos. An invitation to expand your edges so you can live this life fully with all of your being. I'm your host, Nicola Navone. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Divine Union Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking about how being too far in your feminine will desexualize you in relationships. We're speaking about this topic today because I feel it's important given there's a lot of confusion around polarity and what healthy polarity looks like. And polarity is what helps create magnetic attraction, what creates passion in relationship, what creates conditions to deepen an intimacy that continually invites your partner to want to lean in on both ends, right? And many polarity theorists, they speak about how women need to learn how to be more in their feminine, while men need to learn how to be more in their masculine so that they can create these dynamics of polarity, a.k.a. a passionate relationship with deep intimacy where both parties are wanting each other. And my work is very different. My approach to polarity is very different. And I want to speak to actually a a big pitfall that can happen when you're a woman and you go too far in your feminine thinking that it's going to create the dynamics you desire. And I'm speaking to this because it's a sneaky one. It's not as obvious. But of course, this applies to any extreme. Right? If you're too far in your masculine as a woman, it's going to desexualize you in relationship. Your partner's going to get bored, desire something different. And same thing if you are a man right, or a gender nonconforming individual, but else for ease of the episode. If you're a man and you're too far in your masculine or you're too far in your feminine. Now, this will desexualize you in relationship for a... Mm, more conscious individual, more healed and whole individual. Obviously, someone who has wounded masculine or feminine energy, they will desire someone that falls in line. So they'll probably, someone with wounded masculine energy will be more drawn to just a woman more in her femme uh, and vice versa. So I'm speaking of healthy iterations. And I want to speak to the challenges that come with just being in the femme. Focusing on just being in the femme. Now, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to focus on the intimacy and the relating and sexual dynamics as well. But of course, you know, me and my work, we all have masculine and feminine energies. And those energies play into all areas of life, career, how we navigate travel, friendships, how we navigate family dynamics, the intimacy, the relating, the sex, all of it. And so 
to give us a little bit of context, when I speak of a woman that's more in her femme, I'm speaking of like unbalanced dynamics where the man is mostly in the masculine role. The woman, woman is in the feminine role. And that would look something like if you, your man is always leading leading the show, making the plans, has more, is much more opinionated and expressing his opinions around the plans, around the desires, even in the bedroom, leading in the bedroom. And if you are more in the state of surrender, so you're in flow, you're letting them lead. They ask what what you want to do. And you're like, I don't know. What do you want to do, babe? Or I'm, I'm flexible, you know? Oh, that sounds great. Sure. Let's do that. Or if in bed you are letting them lead both like physically in like the position and energetically. If you are not taking initiative to switch the position, switch the role, express if if you want to try something different, try something new, or even playing with more dominant energies in sex or even in the relationship of expressing your desires, right? of expressing your uh, boundaries, right? These are all masculine qualities. So if you're not doing that and you're more in the femme, right? And you are in the state of surrender, you're letting them lead, even with conflict, you're not bringing up contentious topics. Maybe you express your frustration, maybe in your body language, or you minimize self until they have to ask, and then maybe you share, but you're not actively expressing in the relationship, or showing your dissatisfaction in the relationship, or expressing more complex emotions, you know, letting them see you in your anger, in your rage, in your frustration, in your jealousy. So maybe you're repressing these aspects, okay? Why it'll ultimately desexualize you in relationship is because, first I want to say that our... Human beings, we are sexual beings, right? Even you think about our sexes, right? <laughs> Male, female, like it's called sex. It, we are, it's our sex. We are sexual beings in our nature. Now, our aliveness is our full scope of expression. Expression, you think about, right? When someone is in their rage, or when someone is like wildly even like kind of in this moment of crazy cathartic bliss and maybe they're screaming or maybe they're huffing and puffing or maybe they're dancing crazy with their fists in their air. Maybe they're kind of like how Kiss would do with the hair, you know, like spinning the hair around, right? Doing hair flips, like crazy things, right? That is like primal energy. That's your primal nature. And your primal nature is your sexual nature because it's connected to animals, right? It's primal. It's animalistic. It's wild, right? It's kind of like why if you see, maybe some people are triggered by it depending uh, how you grew up, you know, and your traumas. But you you see someone kind of like wildly expressing their frustration, but maybe they're not doing it in a way that's damaging. Maybe they're just like kind of feisty, right? Or witty or kind of taking that oomph and like throwing it back with some fire in a humorous way, right? And kind of gives you like a little bit of jolt, like a little bit of turn on, right? 
or even if you say something, let's say, and your partner's like, oh, I'm not dealing. Do not speak to me like that. I am not taking that up out of here, right? Even if even it's a, in a humorous way or not, right? Not taking no shit, right? That kind of feeling of like, ooh, okay, okay, yes, I see you. You're not my little play toy, right? I can't walk all over you. And it's sexy, right? It's sexy because no one wants to date someone that they can take advantage of. No one wants to date someone that they feel they're better than, right? You want to date an equal. You want to date a queen who values themselves, who puts you in your place when you need to be. You want to date a king who does the same thing, right? Otherwise, what happens is you take them for granted. And then it's just this like dynamic of you're dating yourself. Like you take them for granted. They have no opinion. You're making all the decisions. You tend to feel more powerful in the relationship and the scales are widely unbalanced from a power dynamic and from a sexual dynamic. Because over time, if you're not expressing in the relationship, your partner is going to they're, they're going to look towards other women. They're going to be more attracted to other women that are showing up more actively and expressing. Even if at times it seems like they might not like it or they might not like someone challenging them. Everyone wants to be with someone that's whole. Everyone wants to be with, with someone that has some complexity, right? You think about why are we attracted to... People with like depth, people who've been through pain, right? People who even had hard lives, right? Because it's like showing you their aliveness, their their depth of feeling, right? Their depth of their humanity. You want someone that can go to the depths, right? Bring themselves out of the depths, that can feel. And like I said, if you are a wounded energy, maybe a hyper-masculine man or a hyper-masculine woman, both with wounded masculine, right, then you might want someone that's going to fall in line, that's just going to like obey you so that you can continue being the controlling being that you are. But if you are a whole conscious being, healed being, you want someone that is expressed. You want someone that is your equal. And so that's the trap that you fall into when you are too stuck in your feminine energy and you don't know how to actually exercise the masculine. And when you can exercise the masculine, it's wildly sexy. And I will speak to what I mean by that in a moment, but I just want to name that many get confused by this. So you might be thinking like, okay, so does that mean that I should just like assert my boundaries and tell my partner, you know, how I'm feeling? And often it can come out if you haven't practiced how to work with your masculine, your healthy masculine, maybe it comes off as like mothering. And that's most definitely not sexy. That's going to desexualize you too. Or maybe it comes off in like an aggressive way, right? So you have to be mindful of how you express and you have to understand the differences between healthy masculine energy and non-healthy masculine energy. And when are you also even coming off as like the mothering dynamic, which is like wounded feminine, that like manipulator, I'm going to use shame or guilt to put you in line, which is not healthy masculine. So 
I just want to name that uh, it also takes learning to understand the differences with the energies and then to also practice different ways of being where you can express your masculine in ways that are unique, in ways that inject aliveness into the relationship and a positive expression into the relationship or healthy expression into the relationship that aren't damaging. Which, of course, at times, like, you might need to be more serious. You can't always use humor and play, but it is a skill to learn how to, na- when, how to navigate that, when to use what, and how to, if you even are being serious, how to do it in ways that are with an open heart, right, that invite conversation as opposed to from a closed place that aren't going to help the dynamics from an intimacy standpoint. It's wildly sexy when, and you obviously do it in ways, like when you express, let's say, your jealousy or your anger, right? You don't want to do it in a way that's going to damage the relationship. And this is why in my work, I teach a lot about how to, in my one-on-one work, and even in the group program that's going on right now, it's teaching on how to use humor and playfulness, even for the darkness, right? Even if your partner does something that is disrespectful, they want to feel your boundaries. They want to feel you not accept that, or they want to feel your fuego. And obviously in a healthy way, if you don't want to damage the relationship. So maybe they mock you for something that you do or a way of being, right? How do you then like take that fuego and dish it back? And what I mean by that is dishing it back with your expression tied to your sexuality, your sensuality, your primal nature, your masculine energy. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe you want to serve them a cake. Okay, you want to have your cake and eat it too, right? Maybe you want to have all these little uh, hidden kind of fortune cookie messages inside that's like, yeah, I know you love me even when I'm angry. Yeah, I know you love me even when I'm jealous, right? Like, kind of mocking them a bit, making, sitting there and watching them, making them eat every last bit of that slice of cake. Like doing, you can do humorous, dark, wild things with your energy, with your expression. And when you do that, you don't lose your sense of aliveness. You don't lose your sense of your primal nature and you don't lose your connection to your sexual energy. But if you let them diminish you and you start to dim and dim and dim, you are dimming your aliveness and you are dimming your sexual energy. And over time, they're going to feel better than you. They're going to feel more powerful than you. And they're not going to want to honestly be intimate with you. They're going to, they're going to be bored. They're going to look elsewhere because if you don't value yourself, then no one's going to value you. And so that's why it's on us. It's on us to be mindful of these dynamics. It's on us to be mindful when we are out of balance and how do we come back into balance in the relationship. And in order to have balance in the relationship of power dynamics and to go from hierarchy to one of synergy to one of synergy of teamwork, that requires inner balance of self. That requires balancing of your own masculine and feminine energies in the relationship. 
And this is, in fact, a topic that I deem so important that I am doing a masterclass on it on the 16th of November. It's called Back to Balance. And it speaks to how do you shift those dynamics of being the one that is overgiving to being one where there is more balance in the relationship, right? Where you feel, and it doesn't have to be literally giving, right? Physically giving, but it can be if you are the one making concessions, if you are the one constantly um, being amenable to the other, being in flow, that is an example of overgiving, right? And so it's about how do you create more of this balance? And this is essential to having deep intimacy, to having deep passion in relationship, to having conditions where your partner is just as hungry for you as you are for them. And that comes from wholeness, baby. That comes from inner union of self so that you can have true divine union in relationship and, of course, with the cosmos and all that is because you're letting yourself be all that is. And that, that, that is essential to maintaining your sexual energy maintaining your sense of wholeness and keeping that fuego going in the relationship in a sexy, steady, slow burn. So if you are intrigued given this episode and curious to learn more on how to bring in more balance and how to shift from overgiving or being more in that like feminine surrender role, whether you're a man or a woman, to bringing more balance on both ends of the give and take, join me. The link's in my bio. I would love to have you. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in to this week's episode of Divine Union Podcast with moi, Nicola Navone. And until next week, may all your unions be divine.